Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bernie's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. And Colin, it's time to celebrate. Colin, celebrate. Bruni. Let's go. Bruni. We won. Bruni. We won a we game. We won a game. We're, we we're NBA Finals champions. This is, we did it. We did we, it. We, we won a men's league basketball game. For those of y'all who have been following the podcast since, I don't even know when we started this. Oh, when we had DJ on, we talked about this. So ever since yes. that episode. PD Light. Yes. Shout out DJ. Ever since that episode, we've been talking about this, this league yes. we're in. This yes. men's league we're in. And... We lost the first five games probably by like an average of like 20 points at least. More. And yeah, okay. generous. Man. And we knew going into this game, it was it was the two 0-5 teams going against each other. Yeah. And we're like, all right, this is it. We have to win this game. Yeah. And man, we were up in the first half. They came back, tied it 20-20 at halftime. Second half. They pushed in front. I think they were ahead the entire second half, basically, until the very end. And, man. Better team won is all I can man, say. Man, it Better was just. Team won. We hit a, I hit a three, like a minute and a half left, I think, something like that. Beautiful three. And then. You got fouled? I think that was the tie. No, well, the three was the tie of the game. Then I got fouled on a three, and I made the first free throw, and then missed the second and the third free throw. That so was we so were, sad. So we were only a one. And then we get a stop. We got fouled again. Hit one out of two free throws again. So we're only up two. And then they come down. Four seconds left. Length of the court. Get an open three to win it. And it's short. And we won. 50 to 48, Colin. That's probably the highlight of my life. It was the most amazing thing I've ever done. (laughs) I just, I couldn't believe it. And the thing is, after the game, I I was ready to come on here. If we would record this last night. I we, don't even. Man, we we it, joked on the way home. We would have been distraught been, because it would have just been all over the place. Man, instead, we, we we were in the car, yelling. windows rolled down, blaring music. <laughs> we did it, it was, Colin. It, it was a great time. And now, the day after, your hamstrings are hurt, my back and yeah, neck Br- are, Bruni, are sore. The thing about this league is that these refs just don't respect Bernie. You know, him. He's five seven. For those of you who uh, five eight, Colin five eight. He's five seven for those okay. of you who haven't seen him. And he's got like athletes like grabbing his shoulders on layups and everything. It's and it's just it's what it's a soldier. Ter- it's terrible. What a soldier. I can't believe we won a game though. Fifty I think to- I played my lowest minutes though last game. And Sorry, you're a team player. You're like Patty Mills. I'm like Patty when Mills. Except I don't hit threes and Okay. Yes, but twenty thirteen Patty Mills. That's what you are. And it's terrific. Listen, low key though. Actually, very high key. High key. I played some really great defense on you. Their, did on their you shooter. played great defense? That was that was the uh, that was the most amazing defense you've ever played in your life. Because they had a shooter running around like Clay Thompson and Colin. That was, man was coming off a of screen. Colin was trailing him. It, you and know, him he was the hip. reason they were, they were they caught up. Yeah, he he really was low key. Um, man, just what a win! First win. We're one in five now. Next two weeks we play. The best team and then the second best team. Basically. We basically play the two best teams. So we'll probably lose by 30 in both of those. And uh, next time you hear us, we'll be getting ready for the playoffs. Yes. Because and, every uh, team makes the playoffs. As a disclaimer, we are technically are two and four according to the league because there was a recorded mistake. a win long. There, one, of the, wrong. one of our 30-point losses was counted as a win. So Yeah, so we're not the last seed or the second to last seed. Yeah, we'll see. Which is thumbs up. So we'll see uh, We'll see who we play. Um 
I just want to give a shout out to my family. Yeah. For, okay. Uh, Anyways, bringing me here. And, on to uh, <laughs> th- this is gonna be such an off season podcast. This is ridiculous. I want to thank my teammates. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Colin. Thank you, Bruni. Anyways, all right. Let's talk about the more important stuff on the docket, like um, <laughs> the senior quarterback throwing a baseball. That's what I want to talk about right now. Is that is that okay? I think I think that's good. You think that's good? That's a good topic. Okay. Yeah. Good off season. That was this is yeah off season <laughs> podcast baby. All right. Um. So Mason Fine. Had the opportunity of a lifetime. This is why I kind of felt bad in a way. But anyways, he had the opportunity of a lifetime. Throw out a first pitch at a baseball game. You know, not it's that's not that's not a thing that happens very often. Yeah. Like you have to be. When you know, I think of George Bush did it and okay. messed it up the first time. Obviously. Really bad. He got a second try though. Okay. Well, he's not George Bush. You think Mason's not a president? Mason's gonna get a second try he's whenever he's uh, the Dallas okay, Cowboys yeah, if he's, quarterback. If he, yeah, if he's like a backup quarterback or something. If he makes the NFL, he'll get a second try. Regardless, this was his one shot as of right now. Step on the mound. He didn't even – he threw it from the mound, so respect to him for that, you know, throwing it from the mound. Um, I heard that he was practicing a lot for this, and I can't blame him. I would be practicing too. Yeah, no. It's a pretty big deal. You want to make it. I agree. Without he, throwing it, like, ridiculously high in the air. Yes, of course. Yeah. And he wanted to throw a strike, obviously. I mean, yeah, he's, he's Mason course. Fine. He's an athlete. And uh, so he was practicing. He said he went to the the hill on on Apogee, like when you come out of the underneath the scoreboard and mm-hmm. right next to Spirit Key, there's a hill a yeah. little bit. So he said he threw it from there to practice the hill. So he did all that practice. He was really into it. He I think he even played baseball as a kid. He like th- yeah something, something like he, yeah he pitched until yeah. like middle school or yeah something. yeah something like that. So he has the fundamentals down. Yeah. And uh, he went out there, you know, the, the the form was fine and everything, and uh, the ball hit the hit the ground before it hit the dirt. I think it hit the ground, it hit the grass pretty much. It didn't go very far. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, okay, I shouldn't say it didn't go very far, but probably it's supposed to go 90 feet. It probably went a good 65, 70 feet. So feet, hit the okay. ground, um, so, bounced so, up, and something or nothing. Mason finds throw. Something, definitely something. I got at least three <laughs> messages about it, and that's me. I got three messages about it. Like, Hold on, I didn't hear about this. What? what, what was one was questions? my brother oh, okay. saying, that "This is count. your quarterback." So you got two messages. Ha, ha, ha. Why that? Why does that count? Because he's your brother. He's in it. He's in it. Gave you banter. Okay. Well, I got. I got people. People gave me banter. People, people were in your DMs. They were. They were, they were concerned. Just, they were just laughing at me. At you? Yes. Wow. Because it's. My theoretically, that's my quarterback. Tell him to go out there and throw a pitch. That's what. I, well, obviously, that's it's not what even I said. your quarterback. You're a that's Texas fan, you scum. All right. Anyways, we're not getting into this. <laughs> we're anyways, we're this. Mason's first calling. pitch. Um, how bad do you feel on a scale of one to ten for Mason? No, I think that was honestly. I think it was a good pitch compared to other. Pitches. You're not. You're not even giving me an answer. You didn't even give me anything. I, w- I just told you I think it was. You a good didn't pitch. give me a number. I asked on a scale of one to ten. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come on, Colin. I didn't wake hear that up. Part. Here. I'm awake. Go. Scale 1 to 10, how bad was it? So, like, 10 being the worst? No, how bad do you feel? See, you didn't even listen to my question. How bad do I feel? How bad do you feel for Mason? Like a 3, I guess. So, you don't even feel bad for him? No. Listen, he's I'm a starting a, quarterback I'm in at a Texas. 6. He's the... That's a once-in-a-lifetime Are we really debating Mason finds pitch at a <laughs> Texas Rangers baseball game? <laughs> yeah, you're damn right we are. <laughs> look, look. That is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity... I feel bad for him. Listen, I'm not listen, saying. Listen, listen. Let's go, go over ahead. the pros and cons. Let's go over the pros and cons. Go ahead. 
Good form. It was pro. great form. He threw it from the mound. Threw it from the mound. Pro. It was online. It was online. Pro. Yes. His throw looked good. So even the wind the form. up. Yeah, the form. Uh, That's the whole why I thing. Said okay, this. the whole form. And uh, the only con was that it didn't make it. Yeah, but you could tell he was pretty upset about that. Let's go over. I, we're gonna. This is gonna be later. This is gonna be a thread on Twitter later. I'm okay. gonna go and find other athletes throwing pitches, um, and I will bet you 100 percent that a lot of them don't make it. Okay, I saw one of a quarterback. I don't remember what school it was, but there was a quarterback who threw out a first pitch and he threw a strike. But see, most of the time, quarterbacks also play. I agree. Baseball also pitch in high school. Yeah, he didn't. All right. Um, Mason's pitch. That's. I think that's enough about that. No, do you have anything else? No, I think, you I think you I, don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Yeah, that's basically. Write it down. What are we writing down, Colin? It's just in, it's set in stone now. Okay, that's sure. how you feel. That's how. That's Anyways, how I feel. let's get into Charles Bassey. Now this is this is some real news. This is this is the real news here because Charles Bassey, man, he was the number six player entering from the 2018 class. Yep, behind Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, those guys. He's right in that class. He had chances to go to a bigger school, you know. Somehow went to Western. I think, I think Kentucky even yeah. offered him, talked yeah. to him. He 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 is a great player. He's a great player. He had offers from big schools. He could have gone to big schools. Instead, he went to Western Kentucky. Last year, he played. He was projected lottery pick for the majority of the year. Yep. Started tailing off still yep. first round. Tournament didn't help. Yeah. So he was still projected first round, though, at, at a lot of points. And then... By the end of the year, he had fallen into the second round, and then with every passing week, it seemed like he was getting lower and lower to like yeah. where it was like maybe low twenties, mm-hmm. maybe high thirties, maybe low thirties, like mid second round pick. He just kept dropping and dropping. Yeah, and it was very alarming. I'm I'm sure for him to see that, and I think that he kind of just I don't want to say he panicked, but he was just like, all right. Screw it. I'm not going to sit here and take this and take a <laughs> non-guaranteed contract in the second round when I know what I'm capable of and know what I can do. Or, you know, as an athlete and as right. a prospect, right. he believes he can do right, this, this, and this. But So he withdrew his name from the NBA draft, and he's returning to Western Kentucky for his sophomore season. Con, how shocked are you by that? I don't, I'm not really that shocked. Um I guess it, I was just kind of surprised the fact that now Western has more firepower. But pers- for him personally, I don't really think that I was shocked only because he did fall so low and he didn't really have a great year. I mean, when he played North Texas, he had I think he only had five or six shots. Yeah, shot attempts, yeah. Yeah, shot attempts. And in the tournament, he just had a bad tournament. So it's not surprising to me for him to do it. Um I mean, that's that's all I have to say about that, I yeah. guess. The, uh, the thing about Bassey... I always okay. I'm uh, first of all, I agree with the decision for him. It still very much surprised me. Like when I, when I saw it, I was just like completely caught off guard because I wasn't really expecting. I we'd heard for so long about him getting drafted, right? We'd heard so long about him. You know, even if it was late first round, we were like, okay, he'll go somewhere and he can develop. Like he has a bunch of skills. He has a good jump shot. He has right, some right. decent handle. Right. We just we kept saying throughout the season that he needed more opportunity to yeah. do that. So that's why I thought teams maybe saw his potential and would take him. And I thought maybe he would just be okay with that. But for him to take his name out is a pretty risky thing. 
in my opinion, because obviously you're you're older. Mm-hmm. You don't have the hype behind you as much anymore as when I mean, just a year ago, he was obviously projected top 10 pick. Right. And that hype, even though it's dwindled, it's still there in a way. It's still like, yep. all right, we've seen this guy. We know that he is capable. He's mm-hmm. has potential. Um, so that kind of worries me in a way. But this goes back to a bigger point that I was talking to uh, with one of my friends was how big of a mistake was it for him to go to Western Kentucky and not Kentucky or a, a bigger a power five school like that? Because say what you will about the bigger schools like that, saying that you know you're you're not going to get the chance to shine as much, yada mm-hmm. yada. You you might get overshadowed by someone this or that. Those big programs have had numerous guys in the NBA or numerous NBA talent level guys. Yeah, they know how to prepare players of that caliber for the NBA and beyond, um, or not beyond, but for the NBA level and they do it every year basically even if it's not kentucky even if we're talking about i don't know power C- five C- schools yes yeah, say, yeah, say power anything. five schools yeah an yeah. acc school anything like that they know how to prepare players for that and you're not limited in the sense that charles bassey because when you go against lower lower level competition it's always like okay he's putting up three and a half blocks a game but he's doing it against you know well, I'm not going to make fun of like Southern Miss or like UAB, but th- these guys are like limited. They have limited abilities and they're right. not NBA level players. Right. Meanwhile, if you're in the ACC, Florida State, and you're playing North Carolina, Virginia, yada, 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 you're going to see NBA level competition. You have to raise yourself to that competition. Charles Bassey was never pushed in the in Conference USA. He might have been pushed against like Wisconsin when they beat them. He was pushed against um, Washington when they played them. He was pushed against really good teams, but I mean, a Thursday night in Denton, Texas, playing North Texas. With a quarter-filled stadium. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just don't know how much he was being pushed and how much he was being asked to do to prepare him for the next level. And that's obviously part of that's coaching, but I don't really blame Stansbury as much as just like they, they, they've never been in that situation. I feel like you can blame the coaching staff more just because they didn't use him. I feel like mm-hmm. ever. I mean, they didn't. They didn't ever play through him. They always played through all their guards. Yeah. And it was kind of. They. I feel like they never ran a play for Bassey. It was always mm-hmm. just kind of. He'd clean up, or if he, you know, they swung the ball to him, he'd take a shot if he was open. I feel like they just underutilized him. I mean, the six shots he took at North Texas, I think he should be averaging fifteen a game. Yeah. I mean, why shouldn't he? And I feel like that really hurt him. And also, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna prevent you from getting into a rhythm and all that other stuff. Um. But going back to Western Kentucky, I think it's interesting because if you believe in yourself that you have that ability, right, of being lottery picked, yes. why not just go to the NBA, mm-hmm. like you said? Because you're, like you said, you're younger instead of waiting another year. Yeah. You're going to get drafted by a team, yeah. and you still get to, you're, you'll still be able to prove yourself with a team. Mm-hmm. So... I think the only difference I outside of the money, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the money, and I think the the guaranteed contract though, the first round though, I think yeah. that's the big thing. Because once you fall to the second round, it's not guaranteed. You know, they don't have to do anything. Like after training camp, they can just they can just cut you or just send you to the G League or whatever it is. And obviously, first rounders can go to the G League too. But it's you get guaranteed. Contract. You get first round money. Yeah, while exactly. You're in G League, yeah. Exactly. I think it's just for the money. I think that's the main thing for him is that he's knows that he's capable of no knows what he's capable of and 
to go even like mid second round that is really risky in a, in a sense and it's also i just don't i think that he has more talent than that i definitely think he has more so talent I, than that but it, but is 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 going back to western going to help him it should in terms and of this exposure gets, and this gets to my next point because i think that he's going to come back this year with a lot more motivation mm-hmm. and the coaches are going to come back with a lot more motivation and the team should come back with a lot more motivation because not only to get him drafted but okay we have a second year with this guy yeah like you have to win conference yeah, USA. They, get, they get a retry they they need to go yeah. 16 and 2 in conference yeah. usa they need to win the conference tournament easily in conference usa because old dominion like you look down down the line there's a reason north texas is picked to be easily top two or three in the conference okay I don't know who's picked it yet, but if anybody has, Bruni has. But me <laughs> looking at the conference and knowing yeah. who's returning and who's leaving, I know North Texas is going to be projected as the top three team lock, and there's a reason because Conference USA as a whole is not top heavy anymore. They don't have those NBA guys. Even ODU's last year was not anything special, really. No, they just had solid guys. Yeah, they just had solid guys. You have Western Kentucky this year with the team that they have on paper. Lamont Bearden returning, Tavion Hollingsworth returning, Jared Savage returning, Charles Bassey returning, and you had a four-star recruit from um, from this from this class or from the 2020 class that reclassified down. Now we're not even getting into like probably some of the other guys that I haven't named or haven't thought about that are returning. They graduate transfer. Yeah, they did. They got another graduate transfer. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't win. So I think that will add emphasis and add urgency to Western Kentucky's coaching staff mm-hmm. and their players being like, okay, we have Charles Bassey back. There's no reason we shouldn't win conference. And there's going to be – they're going to they're gonna have some urgency to them. Second of all, Charles Bassey is going to have a bunch of pressure on him, first of all, to play well and to play better than he did last year and take more shots, force more shots, even if that means not taking the best shots at times. But if, if he can just catch a post-up, force a double team – it would have to be a really good double team for him to pass out of it because <laughs> yeah. I think next year, I think a drop step, I think spinning, I think, I mean, even if it's a fadeaway, there, he should have enough moves to score on Middle Tennessee. I don't care if they're yeah. throwing two guys at him. Yeah, no, it's definitely. It's not even he close. Is, he, and we talked about this all last season. He is a tier above everybody else. Yes. WKU's whole team is mm-hmm. still. Yes. So... um it's going to be interesting to see if he's utilized more or differently. Yeah, he should be. Um, I think that's that's all I had for him. I, I'm just very intrigued now to see how Western Kentucky does because, like I said, if they go anything worse than 16-2 and in conference, it's going to be a letdown. And if they don't win Conference USA, the tournament, that's going to be another letdown. If they're not borderline top 25 for the entire season, that's going to be a letdown. It's going to be interesting, too, if they continue to get these recruits that they're getting if they don't do anything with Bassey. Because yeah. then, then higher level recruits are going to be like, "Hey, you didn't do anything with this guy. You didn't do anything with this guy. Yeah, why should I go here?" Yeah, it's a good question. It's a great question. I think that, and another thing is that they're going to have chemistry. They know what they have yeah. on this team. Last year, they were limited shooting wise. They were not. A, they were pr- one of the worst three point shooting teams as far as attempts go last year. This year, we don't know um, who they're bringing in or if their grad transfers sh- can shoot or if Bearden will get better. So and so will get better. But Bassing can shoot threes. Yeah. Like, they have, like, guys who are capable shooters. They just need to shoot more. So, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, West Kentucky, again, the favorites to win Conference USA after this news um, especially. So, we'll see how this plays out. 
In other basketball news, Ryan Woolridge is uh, he's seeing other people, Colin. It's kind of like, like I feel like we're being cheated on. Yeah, it's kind of like no, 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 it's not cheating. It's like when you break up with with someone, and it was mutual. And then, and then you're you're not getting the new you're and not getting the, the new girlfriend. Exactly. And then your girlfriend's like already with another guy like yeah. the next day. Yeah, they're like talking around and stuff. And then, yeah. but then again, I mean, North Texas did they they got they got their own rebound, right? I wouldn't I don't, call it a rebound. Yeah, I'm not I, I, I call, call, call it a pretty good commitment. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's an we'll see if it's an upgrade or not. But you know, everyone's going their own way. Everyone's happy. So, but it's just weird, you know, to see Ryan. So right now we know that he's visiting Minnesota, and he's going to visit, and he's uh, visiting Arkansas. So th- those are the two those schools are right two, now. Those uh, two pretty. Yeah, Minnesota made the tournament last year. Yeah, and Arkansas a couple years ago. Even though Minnesota lost their best player, who's from San Antonio. Um, Just gotta plug San Antonio. Yes, I do. You get home. So Minnesota and Arkansas. I would say Minnesota is a better basketball program, but obviously Minnesota is in Minnesota. <laughs> For me personally, I wouldn't want to go to Minnesota. But listen, and we're talking was, about a guy who went to California and to play at uh, San Diego for a year, and then well, then he came to Denton. So then I'm came, not really but sure. he lives here, but he's from here. So that's fair. I mean, I'm just saying, I feel like location is kind of important to him, at least somewhat. Yeah, but if it was really that important, he wouldn't visit. I feel like. Yeah, no, There's I agree. Reason he's visiting. Yeah, no, so you're you're completely right. This is that he is definitely looking at it. Yeah, he's definitely considering that, and I think there's going to be a couple more visits. Probably, unless if one of these schools blows him away, mm-hmm. I would love to see him at Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a very interesting uh, program. And in the SEC, uh, the Big Ten is better than the SEC as far as basketball goes, so maybe yeah. so maybe he can get more run, better reps there. I haven't looked at Arkansas's team recently. Um, <laughs> I know they weren't bad last year, though. I want to say they came middle of the pack yeah. SEC, though, so... Um, Ryan's there to push him over the yeah, edge. Yeah, backup point guard is what all of these teams want. They want good defense. They want him to push the pace. They want him to be a body. I think coming off the bench is going to be really um, an aspect of his game that we haven't seen yet. So Yeah, because he's always been Mr. 40 Minutes. Right. So, um, for you, is there... Do you do you feel like it's a big deal if he plays in the SEC instead of the Big Ten? I think there's two big things you can take away from just this Ryan transferring thing. One is that it shows that North Texas is able to develop talent, mm-hmm. that these schools are looking at Ryan. Yeah. So, I mean, it just shows – I mean, same with football. We talked about it, how recruits are coming here now because they're able to see progress. So that's one. I think that that's important to see because now it's going to make other basketball players go, hey, we can do something at North Texas instead of, you know, just coming here and wasting away. Yeah. Um, and then two, um, I think – Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Well, the That's thing is, the thing about Ryan is that unless if he, we've talked about before, unless he develops a jump shot, I think that him in an offense, he's going to have to play with certain personnel. And that's what we've talked about a lot is that oh, he's going to have to, you got it? Yeah, I got it. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, Please so take this is, this is a This is a Pistons thing. Okay. Um. So Pistons have Ish Smith. He can't shoot. As their backup point guard. Is as their backup point guard. He he's he's there for two things: to push the pace against a bench unit, mm-hmm. and he, running the transition, and that's it. Half court, not so great. Yeah. But pushing the pace just tires out teams. Yeah. I feel like that. Their teams are going to utilize that, and when Ryan's not playing forty minutes, and he's doing that in say 
18 to 20 something minutes a game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be huge for a team because then they're able to tire out the opposing team's bench or even starting unit. Yeah, you can run through their players a lot more. You yep. can, and especially second units, they're if he's going against a second unit, a lot of times they're not as disciplined, they're not as talented. Right. There's a reason they're on the exactly, second unit. Exactly. Exactly. So, if they're not as disciplined, maybe Ryan can get a, you know, maybe get a mismatch, maybe push the mm-hmm. pace, you know, swing, find the open man. I think that he, there's a lot of more possibilities for him there even then going against I think that is similar to going against like a Conference USA starting lineup in a way, one of the top, one of the one of the better teams in a way. Mm-hmm. So, I think discipline level is going to be interesting to see how he can break that down of other benches, of, of other bench units. And obviously, he'll want to come in and try to start. I'm not. I haven't looked at Arkansas's roster yet. I haven't looked at Minnesota's roster yet. Right. Maybe they don't have a point guard at all. Who knows? Maybe he'll start. But. There's going to be I I saw on a lot of message boards and stuff. Oh yeah, that'll be a great backup point guard. Yada yada yada. Yeah yeah. And so I think that's the expectation right now. Um, we'll see how which, much which more. Which I don't he think develops. is a problem. No, for, I don't think so either. I think for him, um, getting this type of exposure, being able to come off the bench, being able to play with better players around yeah, him, yeah. defend better players. I think all that's just going to make you better better for when you want to play overseas or when you want right. to play in the G League or whatever you want to do. Ryan's probably going to go pro overseas. Yeah, I and, can see that. And this is going to give him experience against better players, like you said. And it's also going to give him a chance to kind of see what it's like to not be Mr. 40 Minutes. Yeah, have to do everything for right. the team. I think that's going to be that's going to be great. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Uh, we'll see what other schools he visits. Um I think that there'll probably be one or two other Power Five schools that he'll, that he'll um, look at in the future. It doesn't seem we like heard Texas about, is going to be an option. I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, we did hear about a couple of Big Twelve teams reaching out to him, so mm-hmm. we haven't heard anything further than that. I don't know. If that means Iowa State. I don't know if that means TCU, Baylor, yada yada yada. Right. I know TCU did not originally uh, reach out to him though. That's the one thing I do know. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll keep y'all updated on that. Hopefully, in two weeks, I'm. I don't know how re- how soon he'll make his decision. Feels like it's got to be pretty soon. I feel like it's got to be soon because he kind of well, people are already showing up to right. Like they're already practicing. Like work out. He needs to be with his team. Yeah. I think that that's important. Yeah. So. so I mean, I'm next time we record a podcast, I think I bet he's he's decided. Yeah. Because he's visiting this weekend, I think. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Um. Let's get to football. Because I think we have some interesting, 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 interesting. Interesting things to talk about. Seven football. times, huh? Five times. I said it five times. I'm glad you counted because I actually didn't. Good. Um, <laughs> first, let's start off with some preseason Conference USA first team. Or okay. I haven't looked at these, all so conference teams. them. All right, ready? Yeah. Well, first, if I had to ask you which players should be on the preseason all-conference team, who would you first say? First team? For first team. First team. Mason? Yes. Uh, well, Darius Hamilton? Yes. Man. Yeah. Rico? Yes. You got three out of the five. Okay. Uh. Okay, now these two are special teams. The last two are special teams. Okay, it's, it's gonna not be- going to be kicker, so it's got to be punter and kick returner. So Ooh, who are they? Cantworthy and Tory. Five for five, five. five round of applause, round of applause. That's, that is, that's two days in a row of winning. Wow, you know what I'm saying we're winning everywhere. <laughs> All right, do you want to you want to try for the second team? Man, this is gonna be way harder. This is hate me this with This is it. way harder. You don't do you want to guess? I'll guess. Sure. Give me like, uh, here, I'll give you. Tell me, tell me like the 
position group and then three I'll... three off three offensive players and one defensive player. Okay. Offensive player DeAndre Planton? No. There is another offensive lineman though. You get one more guess. Another offensive line. Um, I don't remember which one. The center. <laughs> yes, okay. Sasaya Mose. I, 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 I didn't Good know job, which one his Colin. name was. Good okay, job. So I got Mose. Okay, so uh, all right, man. Jalen Darden. Yes, sir. There okay. you go. And then one more offensive player. Mm. Well, I mean, we can narrow this down. We know it's not quarterback. We know it's. it's not I already told you it's not another offensive lineman. So you have. It's got to be running back. But that's Tory, and you can't have him on there twice. Why not? I'm just, I'm just asking you a question. Dang, you're about to help me. I'm about to guess, and you're gonna tell me I'm wrong. Is it Tory? It is DeAndre Tory. You can do that. Mitchell. Well, wow. he, he was on as a kick returner, and then I just didn't know back. if you could do that. Okay. Well, round of applause. Okay, so now the defensive player. Oh yeah, you still. Have, I'm sorry. This is not gonna. This is. This has got to be pretty tough. Okay, so it's not gonna be. If you want one hit, I can give you a hit. Let me, we'll let, me go through the let, let me let me well, let me deduce. Let me deduce. Well, okay, well think out loud. Think I don't think loud. it's gonna be okay. It's uh Kyrie. Yes, it's Kyrie. Was, oh, I, I, I had like I, went, I was like safety. Colin wait, Mitchell, everybody. Look at that. Is, is there a third team? Uh, no. Anyways, damn, I, I kind of wanted to go. Uh, any anybody you would add, Colin? Let me throw out a name out there and say if he deserves to be on that team or not. Okay. Kelvin Smith. Man, that's tough. No, I feel like what he does does not show up mm-hmm. to like his stats aren't gaudy. He's just kind of like one of those important players for a team. Yes. Um, I think if he gets more receiving, more targets this year yeah. and more receiving yards, I think that's definitely a possibility. But if it's similar production to last year, yeah. although I think he's very important, I don't think it makes it's 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 gaudy. All conference unquote. first or second, team. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a DeAndre Plant. I think that's a yeah. I feel I, I feel like that would be kind of at least for a second team just because he is from uh you know a bigger school mm-hmm. he's experienced it's not jordan murray and you know he's directly responsible for what mason does let me throw okay i have two names left i'm gonna throw this one out there first joe zogu now i can see why they left him off but if we're trying to project for this season he is going to be second or third best defensive player on this north texas team yeah yeah so that's an interesting one. So if they're definitely trying to project, keep an eye on that, yeah, they definitely I, they just left them all because Jamie King. Yeah, kinda, yeah, they they kinda, split, kinda they kinda split, split snaps. But this this season, he's definitely take a bigger role in the offense or defense. So that's that's I like that one. Now that, I that's, know that's definitely like a dark yes, horse. Yes, and now I know that I know that a lot of these like Athlon they looked at last season stats and they're like, okay, who's returning? This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And who made the all-conference team? This guy, this guy, this guy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how they do a lot of their right. their work. Obviously, they have guys who've watched Conference Tuesday football, so I don't want to completely detract that. But is there a case that Lauren Easley should be second team and not DeAndre Torrey? Definitely. If if it's production similar to last season, yes. But I don't think – first, we have to see if Lauren's able to come back and be how he was last season. Because he did miss the spring. Yeah, as well. and this is also his fourth knee surgery. Uh, I don't Third know. or I'm fourth? Not, I, don't, I don't know. I can't speculate. Third or fourth? It's something like that. Yeah, lots of knee surgeries. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see if he's able to come back and be as athletic as he was, as explosive as he was. Now, if he comes back and returns to what he was doing before he got injured, he'll yeah, be a starter. Take Tory off. He'll take Tory off the running back. He'll be the starter. But then again, we say I I say he'll be the starter, but I haven't seen Bodie Reader's offense yet. 
So I don't know that's what fair. I don't that's know I don't know how he uses running backs mm-hmm. and how if it's more receiving, if it's more pass blocking, if it's more you know straight running. Yeah, because he does run the ball more than what I expected, like yeah. a lot more than yeah. I expected. I I expected him to be like like almost like sixty five thirty five passing, mm-hmm. but it's really closer to fifty fifty. It's a lot closer to fifty fifty. Yeah. Last year I um included this in a recruiting story I just wrote today. There was 165 first downs on the ground for Eastern Washington under Bodie, and there were only 167 through the air. That is pretty crazy. Did they have a good quarterback? I think so. I think so. Well, they put up 43 points a game. You have to have a good quarterback to do that. So, anyways, that's going to be um, the thing to watch, obviously. Yeah. The running back competition. We know yeah, that for sure, and and thing with Bodie too is it's going to be more plays, so it's not like Mason's going to get snaps taken exactly. away from him. It's going to be just a more volume, higher volume of plays, so it'll it'll make up for the exactly lack of, the less exactly. passing. So um, let's see who else could have been on there. Uh, we have more offense linemen. We have uh, Manasse Mos uh, Manasse Mose. We have uh, Alex Alex Woodworth. Both of them were all second team All Conference last year. Uh, you have Mike Law. No, mm, no, Michael is tough. Michael is tough. I agree. What um, about what about Cam? See, that would that would that involves too much projection, I think, because he didn't. We don't know, right? Or they don't know how good he is or how good he could be. I mean, we don't even really know how. Yeah, good we he don't could really be. know. We, he's just kind of thrown into that spot, and we're we saw from spring, and, and we, we saw a couple flashes last season. Yeah, but. yeah. So that would take a lot of projecting i think i mean i think they'd they'd be more likely to put taylor robinson on there before mm-hmm. cam which i don't think they'd do so um but yeah that's that's the um athlon sports preseason conference USA, uh, USA team from north texas uh perspective i haven't looked at their full team yet this was on a press release that i pulled everything from so i'm interested to see who um, I'll I'll go look take a look at it. Who their second quarterback is, who their yeah. second running or first running back is, yada yada. We'll see all that, how all that plays out. We'll start getting into our uh, conference predictions and whatnot closer to the year, probably in September. No, I'll go. Wait, hold on. Let me get my months right. August. We'll do that in August. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it in August. We'll do it August. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of projections. We're yeah. gonna do a lot of predictions. I should say in August. That's where our, that's prediction month. August is prediction month. The first three weeks, we're just going to be like, all right, this guy, this guy, this guy, this is a win, this is a win, this is a win, all that, everything prediction. So um, also, Athlon projected UNT to win the West. Interesting. Is that interesting? I I, I feel like based off of last year, kind of, just because they didn't make it they didn't and win. they choked. Yeah, they didn't win so the West last year. It's, I mean, it's fair, I think. I mean, who else – could there be? I mean, UAB. UAB lost a lot of people. Well, it's. I mean, it's not. It's not surprising it's that they picked him for the West. It's just. It's yeah. just interesting it as is. well. It is. Interesting. Um, with Mason being the number one quarterback, do you think uh, DeAndre Francois? Ooh. Could possibly take that spot. Do you think they had enough foresight to project that? I don't know if they. I don't know if they were like. If they were like, oh, Florida State quarterback transfer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were were thinking that. I'm telling you, I th- I feel like they literally just looked at all Conference USA teams from last year, mm-hmm. the first, second, third team, looked at those three, said who's returning, uh, this guy, this guy, this guy, and let's put them on. Now that is going to be a dig at Athlon Sports. If anyone who listens to this podcast works at Athlon Sports, I'm very sorry. Uh, that was just a general statement, but who knows? 
that's just how I feel. Like, if I had a national thing to cover, like, yeah, I had to do every yeah, single conference. Conference USA is definitely not Come the on. top of my priority Come to on. look at. Yeah, that's, like, the eighth best conference in the country. Like, relax. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Power eight. Power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. Here we come. Um, oh, man. All um, right. Okay. Well, we have other football news. Well, I have a question, actually. I think that's what it is. I don't think there's any other news, but I have a question. I mean, the quarterback committed, but. Oh, okay. We have, oh, we should talk about commitments, right? We I do work yeah. for 24-7. We, do, we, we work for 24-7. All right. You're throwing just Bray's face out the window. Yeah. It's no longer. <laughs> we work for 24-7. All right. So, they, North Texas had two commits in the past three days, three days, four days, four days. Four days, yeah. Four days. So first, they had Stephenville quarterback uh, Cade Renfro commit to North Texas. Mm-hmm. He is six four. He is a uh, looks like a monster on film. Um, I think that he's definitely a pro style quarterback. He's not a dual threat quarterback. He's a pro style quarterback that can sling the rock around. He um, has an impressive he has an impressive arm strength, but his his pass accuracy is a lot more impressive to me when I watch the film. And I just again, I only watched the highlight clip or the the huddle clip that I attached mm-hmm. to the story, so I'm not gonna go too far on that, but. He had offers from Western Kentucky, Southern Miss, Houston Baptist, Abilene Christian, and Texas, and Texas, yeah, Texas State. And UCF. Was it UCF? Yeah. On, announced on his Twitter. Oh, I forgot. I must have forgot. I don't remember. Actually, let me click it, actually. I was wondering if that was a different guy. Oh, he has no. eight offers. It's not on 24-7, I don't think. But, yes, on Twitter, he did say he got an offer from UCF. Okay. Okay. And then the second... Uh, one. So, Cade Renfro, I think that's gonna be a really tough one for them to keep. We'll see how. Yeah. We'll see yeah. as the bigger offers start coming in if they can keep him and what hey, they can do. Hey, only gotta get to December. It's true. They just gotta get him to sign that paper. Yep. <laughs> then he's yours. Yes. <laughs> and then um, yesterday on uh or whenever you're listening to this, Sunday, uh, North Texas got a three-star running back Isaiah Johnson, and he's from Lubbock Cooper. He is six foot, two hundred pounds. He's a strong back, but just from the film I watched, or just from the highlights I watched, he looks like he's an elusive back more so than mm-hmm. a power back. So that's a good thing. We'll see how that plays out. North Texas is by far and away the best offer that he has right now. He has offers from Abilene Christian, Eastern New Mexico, and Incarnate Word right now, other than North Texas. So yeah. North Texas is the, the comfortable favorite in that race. Uh with that being said, Johnson is the lowest ranking prospect of the 2020 class so far, and he out of the eight so far. So we'll see how that plays out. That's a good. I mean, it's a good running back though. It's a good pickup because we know that they have a lot of running backs and they have good. Even though Shard Choice is gone, you know Cobb's there. Players like Cobb's and the running backs have developed well. Yeah, in it at North Texas in recent history. So. Those are the two that have committed. That puts them to eight now in the 2020 class. Yep. And, and they are still far and ahead the first. Uh, yeah, they're the number one. team in Conference USA. Yes, in Conference USA. And they're number 35 in the country right now. I don't want people to go crazy with that number because it just shows that, just like last year when they were top 40 for a while, um, they do a lot of their work early. Yeah. They, they want people. We know this about this team is that they want people to commit early. They want them to sign early. They mm-hmm. want them to get here early. Yep. They want everything to be early, 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 so that way there's no indecision. Right, exactly. And I mean, to put it in perspective, FAU hasn't even recruited anybody yet. 
I, I haven't even looked that up yet. Yeah, I That's, was going through. They haven't, according they to the sports, commit. they have no commits. They don't have commits. Yeah, so, yeah, some teams just take a, some teams just yeah. take a, take a long time. North Texas does not take a long time. They, yep. they just go. So, but, it, but again, it shows, it shows the pro, the, the potential that North Texas has recruiting and how every year it's gone up and how more and more recruits are starting to get attracted to North Texas. If they go any higher than wherever they finished last year, which was like mid 50s by signing day, it was like mid 50s. Mm-hmm. If they go, if they go, I don't think they'll go top 50, but if they hover around that again, that's very impressive. That is extremely yeah, impressive. Especially for a team in Conference USA. Yeah, and the thing is, obviously, after everything everything filtered out, like all the transfers, every every single thing transferred out or finished up, North Texas ended up at 74, which is still very good, considering that bigger schools have a lot more changes and stuff. Right. So we'll see um, – We'll see where they finish up. That's that's the big thing here. Because like you said, they only have to make it to December. Because mm-hmm. this team wants everyone to sign early. So yep. they're going to start filling this thing out really quickly. That's the it's, – it's a good thing, I think. I think yeah, it's, a, it's sure. a fun thing to, to look at. All right. On to your question. My one big question here. I didn't ask for questions because I feel like we had a lot to talk about. And we, we do. Um, My one big question here is I was looking up numbers from last season and – North Texas, I believe it was according to Sports Reference. I'd have to double check, but I believe according to Sports Reference, had the second lowest strength of schedule last year. Wow! When you initially heard that or read that, I don't remember. When you initially <laughs> when you initially heard that though, in the FBS. Okay, so yeah, I don't know if I clarified course. that. Yeah, of course. So out of 130, there were 129. Did does that surprise you? No. Not at all. Not at all. Like I was thinking, maybe one ten or like I knew yeah. it'd be in the hundreds, but like. So let's let's go through who last? they played. Let's go through who they played. They played. No, a really, I know. They played a really bad SMU team. Okay, but they came on at the end of your SMU. They ended up like six and six or seven and five or something. Seven and six. But yes, at the time they were bad. But okay. I'm just saying, in context, they weren't that bad. But I mean, I, it, the strength of schedule strength of schedule's got to base off of how that team was in the, that moment. Right? I have no clue. Okay. Anyways, know. okay. So they played SMU. Okay. Second game, Incarnate. Who was it? Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word, which was a a top four FCS team. They made it to their like championship game, semifinal championship. Still an FCS game. team. Okay. Yes, it is. But still, I'm saying. third game was what? Uh, I don't remember. That was Arkansas. No. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Third was, yeah, Arkansas. was Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a good win. Okay. Even though Arkansas was was not good. Yeah, but it's an SEC team. But still, they were not good. See now you're over crediting them for the Arkansas win, and I'm under crediting them. Okay. Like as far as strength of schedule goes, Arkansas ended up with what two wins, something like that. Yeah, but does that does that raise or lower? It probably lowers. Probably. Okay, so we'll go. So we'll go lower. So we'll go lower, lower, lower. Okay, nothing raised. Nothing is made. SMU win had to have raised it. Okay, so we'll go. Okay, for the sake of the argument, we'll go higher and then lower, lower. Okay, sure. Okay, Liberty, 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 first year in the FBS. That probably hurts it. Yes. I think. Okay. Um, and then you have LaTeX. LaTeX loss, lowers it. Lowers it. Um, let's just go through the teams. Southern Miss win, can't really raise it that much. Right. Rice win, can't really raise can't it that, really much. Raise that much. UTEP win, no. No. Uh, then you have the loss to UAB, lost to um. Lost to Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. Like. Come on. There's just not a lot. There's just not. Well, we talked about this too last season. I. Where they didn't FAU really, wasn't as good as they were the year before. Right, where they were expected to win every game, and it just they were favored. Yeah, right, and they were expected to win every game, and they always just came out really good, and then just fell apart. Exactly. So, 
does that worry you at all for this season? Does it worry knowing that you have a lot of? I mean, you still have a lot of players returning. You still have a lot of. Uh, I mean, you have the same a lot of the similar players at their positions p- coming back to play. If anything, you lost. You know, EJ Ajia, Brandon mm-hmm. Gardner, Kimon Hall, Nate Brooks, and now your schedule is going to be. I think it's going to be significantly tougher. Especially, oh, especially in the non-conference. I agree. Talking Houston, Cal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, SMU. Be, SMU, SMU all three of those are gonna, are better than any team that they played last yeah, year. Yeah, that's going to be a rough rough start. So, for sure. I'm just saying, I'm, that's kind of concerning to me, is that you had an easier schedule last year, and y'all couldn't take advantage of it. And now you can argue the defense is going to be a little bit worse. The offense mm-hmm. should be better. I, it, I, it just worries me. Because we saw, like, the only thing that's going to save face of this team is that I'm not sure how much better Conference USA is. And they should have, on paper, a better team than most of, especially the West. Yeah, so, especially the West. So that's going to save face a lot, of, is, even if they go 1-3 and three in non-conference. So you're asking me, does it worry me for this season yes. that they had a bad schedule last season? Basically, or, or, okay. yes. Taking the context from last season that they couldn't... They they beat bad teams in non conference and then they lost to conference USA team. I don't think so, because we've we've seen that this team is able to win big games. The season before yes. last, so I think last season was more of a like. So you have the season where they have no expectations. Yes, they kind of just go out and play. They win big games and then everyone has expectations for them, and then they kind of mentally. It, I feel like it kind of got to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think this season is the season where they're now kind of veterans. They're able to understand the moment, and they take advantage of that. So I don't really necessarily – it doesn't worry me, but ask me at depending on how these first three games go. <laughs> okay, I'll, I will ask you. Does that make sense, though? I'll ask I, you in September. I, 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 don't, I, don't think, I don't think it can worry anybody right now be, just because it was more so – Mason trying to overcompensate to not try to lose a game, and inadvertently that made him lose the game. Yeah, whenever, well, whenever yeah, he didn't there was a lot aggressive. of it was. There, I mean, were, there, there of were a lot. There were a lot of factors. You had you had Graham Harrell some, I guess, questionable play calls in the yeah. second half. You had lack of adjustments in the second half. You had Mason being very conservative. So all of those things are able to be fixed. The personnel, I don't think, was the problem. Okay. I think I think the talent on the field was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so. All of those things that were the problem last year, I think, can be fixed and should be fixed in the coming in the season. It just because because if you're worried, then you're questioning coaching staff. I mean, no, okay, yeah, okay, yes, I'm not questioning the coaching staff, even though they were to blame last year when they blew it. But 20, I feel like they when they blew a 28-0 lead to Old Dominion. Yes, that is that is coaching because that's not having your players ready to play regardless of having a 28-0 lead in the first half right there something was wrong something was was wrong either play calling was wrong or mindset was wrong or both probably both because you lost to old dominion um (laughs) it just it, it just worries me because it felt like like you said the first year was was okay no expectations cool or I should say the, se- the second year of Seth Luttrell. No expectations. Cool. We'll go nine and three. Nine and three in regular season. Win the win the West uh, Division of Conference USA. And you know, even though we lost the last two games, the bowl game and the conference championship game, it was all cool because it was our first year here. We're all good. Everything. We're only going to go up from here. We'll be back. Said the exactly. 2012 Thunder. 
Exactly. <laughs> Last year, it was like the first four games were so misleading. Mm-hmm. It was like they were. It's like they were a twenty-year-old thrown into a elementary school basketball <laughs> game. And I that's completely disrespectful to Arkansas and Liberty and SMU. I don't know about Arkansas, but okay. But that's what it felt like. Like yeah. those teams were bad. Yeah. And, and and in the moment, we didn't know that. Yeah. Exactly. In the moment, we didn't know that. So that's why that's why I'm saying is that there was a bunch of false conceptions about that team because they looked so good early on, and then you have to get you play teams that not only know your personnel better, but have film on you, and know your coaching staff, know your players, just know more about you, and you're going week to week playing consistent competition. There's no incarnate words on there's no liberties there's no none of that on the schedule and even we saw smu come on later in the season these teams are gonna teams start peaking towards the end of the season Mm -hmm. so later in the season goes you get the team's best you they know how good mason fine is they know how good the team is so they're gonna come with their best and it all of that just led to a complete faltering off at the end of the year this year north texas is going to be tested right away which I think is a good thing. Obviously, no, it's definitely a good thing. Because I think every everybody thinks you're, it's a good you're, thing. you already said it. I mean, they play those first four games. They were probably feeling themselves too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they play actual competition. They're like, oh crap! Like these are real teams. Yeah, and I don't know if we can say definitively that Louisiana Tech would have beaten Arkansas or would have beaten uh, Southern SMU, but I think that, like I said, at that point in the, at that point in the year, because there's context to everything. Like I'm not saying North Texas is. What were they up thirty five zero on SMU or something like that? Mm-hmm. They're they're not that much better than that SMU team. No, but the context, happened. yeah, yeah exactly. all the stuff that happens. You're playing at home, first game of the year. SMU has a new, new coach, coach, yada yada yada. You're gonna beat the hell out of them. So this year, you're playing legit teams. You're playing Derek King of Houston. You're playing Cal. You're playing SMU, who should be a lot better. Yeah, we're gonna know right away about this team. And even if they get off to a slow start. I think the good thing for them is that they can save face is that you have to win the West division. You have to right. have a chance to win the conference. Right. So at least you'll have a chance to save face. So losing the, if they were to lose these first three games in this coming season, it's a lot different than losing the first three games last season. Yeah. It's, it's a lot different than also, it's a lot different than losing three conference games. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up is how bad the schedule was last year. So, with that being said, it does worry me a little bit because Houston is not uh, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Houston is going to be very good. Cal is going to be good. And SMU is going to be a lot better than last year's SMU. So that's all I have to say about that until we get into our season preview, which will be down the road. Um, That's all I had for that, Colin. Did you have anything else? I, have, I don't have Are we going else. back to popping all of our champagne? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna go back to popping our champagne. We, uh, it was a ten o'clock game too last night. All I know is that it was a great time. <laughs> it was. I can't believe we won. I can't believe we won a basketball game. I just want to let everyone know that I was a really, really great bench member. You know, you were celebrating, great, Colin, celebrating. Colin, don't I put the, I put yourself. my, I, I did, did a couple layups on the bench. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, I, yeah. I held up some threes. Did you do like the the euro steps, like the, like no, the players on the you bench. Didn't, you didn't. I was on the floor when you did your euro step. Unfortunately, I did do a euro step. He did, and he got fouled. And he Shout out Manu Ginobili. Anyways, I got a steal. Did I mention you the did steal? Get a, you did get a steal. I don't think I mentioned the steal though. Earlier. And you played great defense. You were a great defense. You're like Tony Allen. Like right now, Tony Allen, like 36 year old Tony Allen. 
Probably probably like 50-something-year-old. Okay, 50-year-old Tony Allen. That's who a Colin is right now. That's pretty good. I'll take it. That could could do worse. Could do worse for sure. Could definitely go worse. Yeah, you it could be like 60-year-old Tony Allen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you could. Um, well, for for anything else, um, subscribe to North Texas or subscribe to tw- Main Green 24-7. I've got – see, I haven't plugged anything in so long that I forgot how to plug. Subscribe to Main Green 24-7. Um, follow the new account on Twitter. Follow the new account on Twitter. Thank you, Colin. That is new. We haven't plugged that yet. Main Green twenty four seven on Twitter. Follow it right now. We're it's gonna be big time. We're gonna be tweeting it from that. So, Super official. So follow for that. Uh, follow Colin on Twitter at CJH Mitchell since we're not tweeting it from our account anymore. Follow Colin on, on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Bruni twenty five. Um, I'm very interested to see where Ryan goes. See how everything plays out. With um, our season, will they be emergency podcast if Ryan signs somewhere? No, I don't think it warns that. What if he signs with like Kentucky? He's not. No, I don't <laughs> think. I don't think. What if he signed to Western Kentucky? That would really just hurt my feelings, right? That's no, like, that would definitely that's feel like, like that's I just like got going on. exactly with your best friend. Worse, with your enemy. Yes. Oh my God! I've. Could you imagine getting getting left? And then she goes and dates your your enemy. Oh, that's terrible, Colin. Are you having flashbacks or something? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm <laughs> like, like we <laughs> really had to contemplate that like, for a second. Damn, bro. Damn. But yeah, Ryan, don't go to a conference USA school, please. So, <laughs> went to like, like Southern, Southern Miss. <laughs> no, don't don't do it. UTSA. Him and Javon Jackson backcourt with Keaton Wallace. That'd be kind of wild. That'd be fun. But anyways, follow us on everything. Uh, give us a rating. That's the last thing I will say. Give us a rating on Apple, yep. please. We would greatly Five appreciate stars it. Only, Five star only. We don't accept the four and a half stars or even the four stars. Because there's no reason for it. Yeah, only positive comments. Uncalled if for not, it. you will get blocked. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're, the, we're those guys. <laughs> we're those guys. <laughs> we're only those positive guys. feedback. All right. Um, for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Y'all have a great week. Rick, oh God, I can't speak. Y'all have a great two weeks, and we'll talk to y'all later.